Welcome to Pilots and Petards. Today we have a very special episode. This is the quest for the best. Today our quest is to find the best pilot. And we're going to work with our 12 episode sample for now. And as our podcast continues, we will add to our quest. And Drew's going to explain exactly what we're going to be doing today. Yep. Thank you, Jimbo. So how we will do this is through a ranking discussion between the fine hosts of Pilots and Petards. Now, this week, Mo is out. She's pursuing her scholarly duties. She's writing papers. She's studying. She's using highlighters and whatnot. Mo, I hope you enjoy this episode. Mo, I hope you listen to this because you don't have a great track record of listening to episodes that you're not on. So maybe we'll just say whatever we want. But uh, Jimbo and I are going to take a fond look back at our first 12 pilots. And we're going to rank them from the worst pilot, number 12, to the finest pilot. And Mo is not going to listen to this. Don't, let's not kid anyone. That's very fair. I know Mo will not listen to this, but maybe she'll put up an Instagram <laughs> post. We should we should tell she, Mo that we talked about something, and then oh, a, l- a little Easter egg she has to find. Yes, Mo, if you're listening, keep your ears open for our Easter egg. Yeah, and Mo, consider writing a uh, review for this episode, which still is you know technically you're a listener and not a participant. All right, listeners, so we are going to start at the bottom. And what place better to start than our hoisted by unanimous decision pilots? So we have three of those. We have the very first unanimous hoist was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Our second was Seventh Heaven. And our third was Wonderfalls. And I think Drew agrees with me. We've talked a bit off mic. This is very easy to sort. Go ahead, Drew. Uh, I think Buffy is definitely hanging out on her own at the bottom of this barrel. Uh, And we're going to have to watch a bunch of pilots to find a worse pilot than Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I I caught some flack off mic. Uh, People were giving me some some poo about this. Uh, My advice is this. Watch the pilot again and do so without playing with your phone. Jimbo. Yeah, Buffy was absolutely terrible. I don't think I I will be surprised if someone recommends a pilot for us anywhere near as shitty as Buffy was. But eventually we will get there. So then the real question, Jimbo, is and again, anyone who has fond memories of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, this this podcast is not about destroying your beloved childhood memories, but we do that. And this is a good example of it. Buffy the Vampire Slayer pilot is some some hot, wet garbage there, you know, and good for it for doing better later. But the question is, Jimbo, Seventh Heaven or Wonderfalls? You know, take us through your thought process there. That's a good question. I would say Seventh Heaven was less enjoyable and a lot more cheesy. So I'm going to say that Seventh Heaven is worse than Wonderfalls. I'm going to devil's advocate just a little wow. bit here. Well, I'm not saying I'm not saying any of this, but let me just. We bring don't this need up to waste the listeners' time. Make it quick. Yeah. Well, Jimbo, are you? Do we take into account the success of the series after no. the pilot? No, of course not. We're talking about the pilot, man. Doesn't matter what happens with the series. Well, you know, this is the first time we're doing this, Jimbo. So I didn't know you wrote the whole rule book. So I was asking a question about our procedure, and you know, I think that is bearing on the pilot. Wonderfalls went for seven episodes on network television. Seventh Heaven, I believe we talked about for like nine years. It was a long time. Yeah. I'm just asking a question if that can be part of our consideration. You're saying no. I don't think so. We don't we don't consider that for other things. It wasn't considered for the hoist and not hoist. 
that's that's a separate procedure. You're you know, we got to add legitimacy to everything. I think we should clearly stick with the quality of the pilot as a pilot episode. Okay, that's that's a good clarification for now, and when it comes up later, I think we'll be happy that we covered it. Yes, of course. If not, if not, we would have to put Buffy above Wonderfalls, and that's just ridiculous. Well, I don't think it's the sole determining factor. I just fine. How about this? Tie goes to the more successful series. How's that? If we somehow end in a tie, which I don't anticipate. Yeah. But I but I will give that tie goes to the more successful series. Listeners, okay. you, you heard it here first. I like that idea, and you know what? I hadn't thought of that, but I like that idea. That being said, I I do agree. I think that Wonderfalls is a better pilot. We had a better discussion. Like one thing I think about is sometimes when the pilot is bad, uh, recording is not fun. Buffy was a great example. A bad show, you might think it leads to a lot of you know tomfoolery and making fun of stuff. It's it's kind of hard to talk about. It's actually a lot easier to talk about good things than bad. So yeah, I'm fine with Seventh Heaven going in the number eleven slot. Yeah, I think that's the right thing to do. Twelve Buffy. 11, 7th Heaven, 10 Wonderfalls. That is where we stand right now. And now we have two split decisions, and I think it should be pretty straightforward. I think the split decision hoist should be 9, which would be supernatural, and I think the split decision not hoist, Glee, should be 8. Do you have any objections to that? I don't have any objections to that now. I believe that in the future, Mo might wish to revisit this Glee pilot. But I will err on the side of watching it recently, which I know we both did. Mo said she hasn't, but also listening to the episode as well. So I I am fine with that hoisting or not hoisting order or pilot order as long as we can revisit should our our co-hoister so choose. Hey, Mo's not here, man. It's true. I I would say I remembered Glee season one being good, and this is not contributing to my uh, decision at all. But I think the things that made the season one of Glee good were not present in the pilot. I agree on some parts. I think what makes the first season of Glee good is that Glee plays with a lot of stereotypes and a lot of archetypes of television. And we don't need to get into this too much, but... Well, I know, but I'm saying the pilot does that. And I think that Glee kind of leans into some nostalgia boner tunes. And they don't get much... It does do that. Yeah. That's yeah. So it doesn't get much bigger than the end of the first episode. Sets the tone. Mm. So I can put Glee ahead of Supernatural, but I do think that some of the things that made Glee successful in the first season were in the pilot. But we did talk about Glee afterwards, and there's some aspects of it that are very uh, yeah. There are some uh, stereotypes, some gender, and some race stereotypes that we did not discuss. Cliche archetypes as well. Putting Supernatural at number nine. Got Glee at number eight. That's a, that's a strong show in Glee. You know, out of all the pilots of all time, Glee can say they're ranked number eight. For the time being. Hey, we're going to get there, you know, but hang your hat on that, Glee. Ryan Murphy, add us on Twitter. So, Jimbo, here's where I think we get to the meat of things. Okay, I have here in front of me a random pile of pilot names. And we're going to draw these remaining pilots that have all avoided the shameful, shameful hoisting. Okay, and through spirited discussion and debate, we're once and for all going to determine the greatest pilot of all time. Because eventually, I, I hope we get through all pilots. And so I'm going to pull out the first one. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that this first one 
is definitely going to rank above all the others. But what's going to happen is, as we pull random names, we're going to have to decide where it goes in the list. So I hope you got that Google Doc open in front of you. And listeners, if you want, we will post this in the show notes as well. And I'll make sure there's space so that if you don't want, you know, if you want the element of surprise, the results will be at the very bottom. Thank you, Jimbo. Very considerate. Now, Jimbo, Jimbo can actually see me because we're recording this with a camera. So he knows I'm up to no chicanery. I'm going to hold up the little piece of paper with the pile to the camera. And Jimbo's going to read it out each one. So here's the very first one, Jimbo. Dude, I can't read that. Just go, man. Come on, dude. Let's stop the nonsense. It's X-Men the Animated Series. So, Jimbo, where are you going to put X-Men? Seventh. It, it, I think it can go up and down as we introduce some other shows. And we don't need to waste your time. We're not going to talk much about the X-Men until we have something to compare it to. So, our next one. Go, Drew. So, here we go. The next one is The West Wing. It's the lost pilot from our lost pilot. Should should we leave this one off, off the list for now? I think we should. I... Our listeners more than likely haven't watched it, and they they didn't get to hear us talk about it. More than likely, at some point, going to redo it, so I I think we should replace it after that. Okay. I will adjust this list thusly, but, you know, there's a couple people I know of who are some devoted fans who are some some West Wing-holics. That's fine. That's fine. We can re-record, and Mo will be there. So here we go. Next one up. Oh, my goodness. This is about to get rough, Jimbo. All right, listeners, we just switched it uh, 11 episodes. 11 episodes. It's okay. We'll hype 12 to make it seem like we do more work than we do. So, Jimbo, put uh, put those dukes up because it's about to get real. Oh, uh, yeah. It's Earl. No, it's not. It is Dawson's Creek. Oh. So, Jimbo, this is a big question. Dawson's Creek is not as good as X-Men the Animated Series. I'm putting Dawson's Creek in the now eight hole, and X-Men is going to be in the seventh hole i'm willing to listen convince me what you need you need convincing Uh, dawson's creek is strong dawson's creek does a lot of things and dawson's creek has some iconic characters including our only triple nominated mvp joey potter that's because you're hating on claudia last week man you know damn right claudia is way stronger mvp than joey she was a big part of that show but anyways, let's let's stick to what to what we are talking about. A hey, da- Dawson's Creek was enjoyable. It's better than Glee, dude. It's no X Men. Come on, man. Do I really need to make an argument for this? Mm. No. Okay. But yeah. I will say this. Strangely related, both of them have iconic uh, theme songs. Um. Well, one of them used to have an iconic theme song, my friend. Okay. Well, you know what? Maybe that's what's pushing Dawson's Creek back. No, I don't think so. I think there'll be an interesting discussion or two surrounding Dawson's Creek. In the future, maybe. In the future, yeah. I think it's strong, but it might be the weakest of the pack. I'm, I'm not sure what kind of blowback we'll get from Mo if she listens. Yeah, but we don't have to worry about any blowback from Mo. It's true. So we have, at this point... And if anyone's keeping track, I think that's my second or third attack on Mo. Maybe that's her Easter egg. She has to she has to count how many times I take a jab at her. <laughs> well, I feel like based on the last time this happened, uh, as long as you just don't put it in the show notes, she oh, might she'll, not go for she, it. She'll never know. Yeah. There you go. Oh, now I'm punching it, Mo. Yeah. Speaking of, <laughs> uh, One Punch Man, a very strong pilot. I'm interested to hear what you have to say about it and X Men. 
Well, I've started each one. Like, go ahead and start us off, and then and then I'll come back arguing because I I already know where it should go. Ooh, uh, One Punch Man needs to be watched by more people because it's a strong pilot, and the only downside of One Punch Man is more a narrative choice than anything else. Just the episodic nature of One Punch Man that it tells like five individual stories in a twenty-two minute pilot. That's not a that's not a bad thing. It's just a narrative choice. And so I think One Punch Man is going to stay pretty high on the list. I think there's going to be a quality discussion or two surrounding One Punch Man. But Jimbo, I think One Punch Man is better than X-Men. I completely agree. And we can leave it at that for now. Go ahead. What's our next one, man? This is going fairly smooth. This might be an easy episode, which is not a bad thing either. Oh, Jimbo. Who, whose name is it? I, dude, I have uh, that is Earl. So next we have my name is Earl, I'll, and I'll go ahead and start this one off. I think my name is Earl needs to go in between X Men and One Punch Man. I would like to extol the virtues of X Men and then hear your thoughts. Okay, go. Yeah. Here's here's my thoughts on X Men, and like my opinion of X Men has only gotten better after watching the Shield, because of the 22 minute uh, pilots that we've watched. Almost all of them, even One Punch Man, have relied pretty heavily on humor. You know, there have not been super high stakes. Even One Punch Man, which is, you know, at some point a um, an action pilot, is still very funny and not super high stakes. X-Men, on the other hand, does a lot in a very short amount of time, keeping the tension high, keeping the storytelling tight, wanting you to watch the next episode. There's a I didn't I don't need to watch this next episode of Glee. I don't need to watch the next episode of even One Punch Man in my estimation, and I didn't. Whereas X Men, I am actively quasi on the edge of my seat. So I think that X Men does what some of the hour long pilots have done in 22 minutes, and still had some funny moments. You know, Gambit's a creeper in that mall. There's a lot of good character moments in that X Men pilot. Talk to me about that. Okay, well, X Men did leave on a cliffhanger, so that so that was that was good for for the rewatch, and it did it did it did a lot of things. But I think Earl overall, I think Earl's story is is a lot more compelling, and I think the humor and the characters and and I will be one of the first to admit nostalgia boner big time is clouding my judgment, but. I mean, I love the Earl characters, and I feel like they are established well. I know you you, you had a minor critique about the storytelling. That's not going to make it worse, than, and not to hit X-Men, but I think Earl, for those reasons, the characters, and you, I would say you, you want to come back and watch some more Earl. I mean, Earl's a very, the characters are very likable, funny people. Here's the pushback on Earl, which is... Again, I looked at the timer when we were watching Earl. And yeah, so, okay. Uh, okay, but I'm just saying, like, does Earl's world need 17 minutes to be established? At what point is that basically masturbatory? Because they're great characters, but do we need 17 minutes of setup followed by six <laughs> minutes of storytelling? Because I feel like X-Men does that with better balance. Did you enjoy My Name is Earl Pilot more than X-Men? Because X-Men took me almost out of it. Yes. Yes, I did. E. So, listeners, 
I hope you pay attention how every time Drew talks about Earl, he increases the the amount of time that that uh, we took to establish Earl as as a character. So I'd be if anyone wants to tweet the original claim by him, and if anyone wants to, you know what? I might go verify that tonight just to make sure he's not he's not exaggerating some fake news over here. <laughs> Very little collusion going on. So we need an argument that that's going to push one of us o- over over the edge. I say the humor in Earl is great. I think the premise of the show is great. The development of the characters is great. The main reason I have to put it above X-Men, I think it's doing more of what you want. Uh, you know, it's... I don't know, man. I can't really explain it. Well, let's do this. Let's let's make this mathematical real quick. Okay. okay. You have admitted that this nostalgia boner is clouding your judgment and poking you in the brain. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can admit that X-Men the Animated Series was quite the experience of my youth. You know, like, it's yeah, really same. in there. So let's, if we can, why don't we both just solve for X and, like, minus the nostalgia boner from the equation. Okay, sure. Do you, so now my question is this. Does the X-Men show do more in the 22 minutes than Earl does? Let me ask you that. I'm I'm listening too. I'm not setting my ways. Does X Men do more in 22 minutes? I don't. I don't necessarily think think it does. Why? I mean, X Men doesn't even solve their conflict. Now, granted, they do. They do the cliffhanger. It's a two part. But X Men introduces the characters. They develop them a little bit. But I think I think Earl just does a better job, man, of getting you in into a television series and entertaining you. I think I think entertainment value Earl Earl okay you know what it's it's not the storytelling it's the entertainment value Earl's entertainment value surpasses X-Men and that's what makes it better that's that's the argument I should have made a few minutes ago hmm. Earl's entertainment value is what sets it apart from X-Men whereas the storytelling I would say are comparable and the foundation building are both comparable I can give you that let me ask you this question um, which which show has a heavier lift? Like which show has to do more in twenty two minutes? Because my my push here is Earl. Mm, a show called My Name Is Earl about a guy named Earl. Again, that kind of comes back to my pacing question, which is, did you need that much time to set this up? It's kind of in there. X Men is about like, you know, this pretty fantastic idea about people with superpowers. You get the superpowers explained. You get the team explained. They go on a mission. And they recruit a new member. So I mean, Dude, Earl does too, man. Somewhat. Earl does the almost. Earl does the exact same thing. He gets a mission. He recruits a new person. Catalina is recruited. He solves his problem. I mean, dude, Earl's doing all those same things. Here's here's the reason why I say Earl has to lift more. Earl's on primetime television. X Men's competing with Bobby's World, dude. X Men's got no competition. There's. Th- X-Men was following Bobby's World. They were on the same network. Now your judgment and your memory is hazy. Fine, fine. But that's because I can't remember what other cartoons were on. That's Garfield. X-Men is competing with Garfield, okay? I mean, there's no competition for the X-Men. This is a new thing that's not on TV. Why don't I turn that around and say, you know, X-Men is getting led into by Bobby's World, but my name is Earl is getting like the office bump office bump sure but but its stakes are higher it has to do more lifting in that in that situation 
Whereas X-Men has a way bigger leash as far as not getting canceled. We need to talk to someone who is on the X-Men show to clarify, but <laughs> you... let me think real quick in my own head. Let me, let me look at these pros and cons. I think I have possibly swayed you a bit. You haven't swayed me at all on X-Men. Yeah, um, well, I don't think you've been as receptive. I know. Well, I, because I don't think the argument is strong enough. To, to push X-Men above it. I think you have a lot of affection for these characters and where they're going. I have a lot of affection for X-Men too, though. Uh, does not seem as much as my name is Earl. Earl is a... It's a nice pilot with good characters. Okay, tell me again. Okay. Close it, close it for me. Sure. Person. Indeterminate age. Cousin. Sitting down with them. You don't know them very well. All right, man. Wrap it up. We, we get the point. Okay, so what are you going to watch? you going to watch My Name is Earl? you going to watch X-Men? I'm going to watch Earl. Oh, then let's put Earl above X-Men. I would say the themes in Earl are just as strong as the themes in X-Men. The argument you could have made is Jubilee as a strong lead female character, and you didn't even present that, man. I don't think that was a strong selling point. I could have presented that X-Men was more adventure, more fun. Yeah. It, it was. If the humor of Earl doesn't hit, if that's not your sense of humor, and it's not, you know, it's quirky, um, with a little bit highbrow, a little bit lowbrow. It hit with you, didn't it? You complimented its punching up. I did. Come on, man. Don't try and sell Earl short. Just I'm you saying, enjoyed it. I'm saying that I enjoyed X-Men The Animated Series more. I, was okay. pleasant, I pleasantly was surprised by how much better Earl was than what I remembered because – it was a fine show, but again, like you make the priorities you want to make. If I didn't go out of my way to watch My Name is Earl when it was on, then I probably liked other things better. I made watching X-Men the animated series a priority, so I have more fondness old, for remembering it. Yeah, I, I rewatched it probably You haven't rewatched episode two of X-Men, have you? I did, actually, because we, we debated about whether or not we were going to like watch that for the show. That's true. You didn't watch episode three, did you? No, but I did listen you to that podcast. Yeah. Have you rewatched? Have you rewatched My Name is Earl since we watched it? I just watched all four seasons of Earl over the summer. Not since we watched it. True. I literally watched all four seasons like two months before that. Okay. Fair. Okay. And now a word from our sponsor. Have you always wanted to start a podcast? No more excuses. Be the podcast you want to see in the world at Dude Bro Podcasting. We know how hard it is for white dudes to get into podcasting these days. So DB Podcasting has made it easier than ever for a white guy to get a bone. You don't need any tech skills or friends. DB Podcasting supplies everything you need. We have computer-generated Dude Bro personalities waiting to co-host your podcast. Fill out our easy 17-part survey in your adjustable show format. Topics, hosts, and guests will be ready to record right now. Sign up today and you can see your DB podcast on iTunes tomorrow for a free 30-day trial. Put in the promotion code PETARDS. And by the way, here at Pilots and Petards, we aren't only the advertisers, we're also the clients. All right, so listeners, if you are following along, go ahead, Drew. So right now, above Glee, in terms of our mutually non-hoisted shows, our shows that got a pass on the hoisting, we have Dawson's Creek at number seven, X-Men the Animated Series at number six, My Name is Earl at number five, One Punch Man at number four. So One Punch Man sitting strong, and we only have two shows left. 
So I should redo all those numbers because I did them from number 12. No, 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 dude, let's, let's just go. We'll figure it out. The listeners are smarter than that. Okay, here we go. Oh, this one's fresh in our mind. This is the shield. You can go first. I think we put the shield in between My Name is Earl and One Punch Man. I disagree. The shield is probably the only pilot that I have gotten taken out of like my Pilots and Petard-centric lens. I got into the episode, and I liked it, especially the Claudette parts. Where do you want to put it? I want to put it behind One Punch Man, above Earl. Pilots are hard. Like Pilots have to do a lot of things. I think the shield at the first episode was just like a very good episode of television, let alone a very good pilot. Why do you think One Punch Man goes ahead of the shield? I would say entertainment value, it's... It's comparable. I think both are extremely strong pilots. The, you know, the shield touches on some some really great issues and themes. The cliche interrogation is a knock on on the shield. I don't really see any knocks. Whereas One Punch Man is is taking advantage of the cliches, the melodramatic, and they're setting all that up. And so I think One Punch Man is an extremely successful, very clean pilot. And there's really, there's, I mean, we, we, we didn't have any low points. Like, like our low points were like a laughing joke. Like, like we pretty much didn't have any. We didn't have low points for um, One Punch Man, but that doesn't necessarily make me think that its high points were higher than the shields. I'm not against One Punch Man, Going above the shield, it's just, I feel like, again, what would you rather watch another episode of? If I said you had to watch another episode of One Punch, the next episode of One Punch Man or the next episode of The Shield, what would you say? Because I should have brought that up with My Name is Earl and X-Men. I think that could be a determining factor on this ranking of this list. Based on the pilot, and part of a pilot's job is to want you to watch the next episode, I feel like the ending of The Shield makes me want to watch another episode of The Shield, whereas I've had a couple opportunities to watch an episode of One Punch Man, and there were no low points in One Punch Man, but it was very easy for me to stop watching One Punch Man for like 25 minutes, go do something else, come back. I kind of forgot what was on, had to rewind it like two minutes. It was still good, but I did not feel that way during The Shield. There was no breaks during The Shield. Well, that's very strange that you have to take breaks for a 20-minute show, but that's, that's beside the point. If we want to take into the wanting to watch the next episode, I mean, the very end, yeah, the end of S.H.I.E.L.D. is extremely intense, where the end of One Punch Man is just, yeah, you know, it's, but I think One Punch Man, although it's not a conventional narrative, it is a very solid start to finish, and and the S.H.I.E.L.D. is too, the convenient storytelling and interrogation is enough of a hit on the S.H.I.E.L.D., where I think it justifies and deserves to be behind One Punch Man. I will agree to that, but the only thing I'll say is, to me, and we've talked about it before on the show, I think a pilot needs to do three things. I think the pilot needs to establish the foundation. I think the pilot needs to um, establish some characters. And I think the pilot needs to want you to watch the rest of the series. So if, to me, a third of what the pilot has to do is make me want to watch the next episode... I will say that you're right. Um, One Punch Man had very few flaws and was super intriguing and was well executed and funny too. Not wanting or not needing to watch the next episode, I think will hurt its ranking eventually down the line. 
But yeah, the shield had enough problems with its storytelling that bugged me. And there were discussion enough. Mo brought up some issues with the shield too. That I could I can put one punch man ahead of the shield. But I think in the future, if it comes down to it, the one place that one punch man is glaring is with wanting to watch the next episode. I'd rather watch the next episode of Earl than One Punch Man, to be honest. Like if you if you sat me down and were like you can you have to watch the you have to watch the show to completion or you can never watch the other show again. I feel somewhat complete without watching another episode of One Punch Man. I might rewatch The Shield soon, but I'll still put One Punch Man ahead of The Shield. Process of elimination, Jimbo, what's the last episode? Wonder Years. So I'm going to make a case for the Wonder Years going above One Punch Man. Wow. Just just making a case, just having a conversation here, but I do feel like the Wonder Years is a very strong pilot. And actually, my dad sent me an article from Vulture where they ranked the post- Super Bowl pilots, um, the shows Ooh. that they've chosen to premiere right after the Super Bowl. And the Wonder Years was the number one ranked post-Super Bowl pilot for the year it came out. Yeah, well, is there four other shows to uh, compete with? No, there's a lot of shows that premiere right after. I think Brooklyn Nine-Nine premiered after um, the Super Bowl, too. It's kind of a decent slot. There's already a big built-in audience. You said for that year. No, I just meant that the Wonder Years was the pilot that premiered for that year. It's it's like the last like 40 years. Okay. I thought you meant it, it was the best pilot for that year. I was like, okay. No, they said the best pilot that's ever premiered after a Super Bowl. Yeah, I- that's fair. I mean, there's probably not a whole lot of quality shows that are going to get the start after, you know, January mid-season. That- I could be wrong. I'm just I'm just talking out my ass right now. We should link to that article in the show notes, but Okay. And the Wonder Years really nails some pilot-specific things that I look for in a pilot. The Wonder Years tells some great stories, has a lot of showing and telling, and the only knock on the Wonder Years is going to be the weird kiss. So we have to decide whether the weird kiss of the Wonder Years kind of wrecks the whole rest of the nostalgia. It's the show about nostalgia on our podcast, which heavily deals with nostalgia. Or... You know, does it does it make it? Because I would I would rewatch the Wonder Years pilot right now. It's kind of awesome. Thoughts, Jimbo? The kiss doesn't necessarily ruin the whole pilot for me. I would say it was a very strong pilot. I enjoyed it. It's pretty good story, but entertainment wise, I would put it behind X Men. Explain. It was a bit rushed when we were watching it. You know what, like a story about a white family in the suburbs with a with a narrator that is really defensive about his childhood and the meta-ness of it is is very cool i would say that's kind of i don't know if it's ironic or not but that part is brilliant nostalgia show about nostalgia but overall it had some good aspects i don't really recall the low points i think it was the rush storytelling was that about it that was about it. That was really the only thing was just that we wanted more. You know, we wanted to hear some more of the conversations. We wanted yes. to see more interactions. But, you know, I mean, uh, I got to say, I'd rather have the problem of wanting more than wanting less. If those are your two options, of course. But I would say the lack of development in the other characters is maybe another low point where I didn't love Kevin he 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 was a cool kid. I didn't like his brother. I didn't really like his best friend. 
I didn't I did like his sister, but I barely got a taste of her. I didn't care for his parents. So, I would say like just overall, I didn't really care that much about the characters. Although I am interested in watching that show because I think I think it's a sol- I think it could be a really solid show. It didn't quite com- it, it didn't 100% sell me like the other four pilots that that I feel were also very strong did. Your case about the shield like really wanting to watch that next episode for for Wonder Years that like that wasn't really there for me and and like I will agree I didn't really care to see the second episode of One Punch Man but for me if I'm just looking at that first pilot I feel like that first pilot is super solid for just a complete pilot episode I think I'm more with you I'm I'm beginning to come around on One Punch Man more so cuz that I I told you I watched a couple clips from some pilots in preparation I did not watch the One Punch Man clip maybe I need to let me ask you this, because now I'm getting a little conflicted. Is Dawson's Creek a better pilot than Wonder Years? Because that was a pilot that had some time, that had some length, where we didn't want for more. But let me ask you this. Do you want to watch the second episode of Dawson's Creek, or do you want to watch the second episode of Wonder Years more? Well, I accidentally watched the half of the second episode for Dawson's Creek. Accidentally? Accidentally. I mean, it automatically came on Hulu, and I stopped doing... I didn't intend to watch it. If it wasn't on the auto, the autoplay, I probably wouldn't have. Freud said there are no accidents. Gosh, dude, Freud. Okay, that's the first. If if Freud said there's no accidents, then that's the f- the first reason that you should know you're wrong. But um, because Freud is pretty much wrong about everything, although he had some interesting ideas. Now you're you know you're talking the same language as me because I because I think Wonder Years should be below X Men. I didn't really consider it even being personally I think it's better than Dawson's Creek. The the mature teenagers that don't act anything like a teenager really rubbed me the wrong way with Dawson's Creek. So we've kind of established there's an unreliable narrator factor to uh there's an unreliable narrator factor to the Wonder Years. There's the cognition Yeah, can, can I jump in? Or him being un- unreliable is not my problem. I just didn't really like him that much. Is more is more my my knock against it. Do you like the protagonist besides Dawson of Dawson's Creek more than you more than you dislike Kevin Arnold? So you're asking me, do I like Joey better than the characters in Wonder Years? Yeah, let me ask. So let's take the MVPs of both shows and tell me what you enjoyed more. Okay, the MVP, our unanimous MVP of Dawson's Creek was Joey Potter. Did you enjoy Joey Potter and her performance more than the MVP of Wonder Years that I can't remember? Mine was the opening. Yeah, yeah you did the like the opening, opening music. Yours okay. was the sibling dynamics. Oh, I did. That was great. That was such a good episode. Mo, you should listen to that episode. Okay, make make an argument, man. I I mean, I'm I'm on the fence, but I but well, no. Now I'm coming around and remembering how much I like the sibling dynamics. And, yeah. Uh, okay. Dang, this is an interesting episode. Wonder Years goes to the number five. Between what and what? It's it's going behind X Men in in front of Dawson's Creek. I. Mm. This is hard. It's like choosing your favorite kids. Yeah, man, it's tough, man. But, you know, sometimes you just have to choose your favorite kid when it's time to give them all your money. I know. That's how it should be. 
All right. Coming in between Dawson's Creek and X-Men the Animated Series, number five, The Wonder Years. So, Jimbo, why don't you go ahead and read us from the number 11 position down to number one, what are the best pilots in the history of filmic series? So, thus far, coming in at the bottom, number 11, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. 10, Seventh Heaven. 9, Wonderfalls. 8, Supernatural. 7, Glee. 6, Dawson's Creek. 5, The Wonder Years. 4, X-Men the Animated Series. 3, My Name is Earl. 2, The Shield. And the quest for the best pilot coming in, number one, One Punch Man. Finally getting the respect it deserves. It did get in there. It did get in there. I thought the shield was going to be number one. I I thought you were going to make a little a little better case for uh, the shield. I I probably could have been swayed, but I'm I'm really glad One Punch Man came in on top. Because I do, I, I really do think it's the best pilot thus far. You made you made good reasoning and good points about One Punch Man. The problem is One Punch Man just very few flaws. The issue is like One Punch Man's biggest flaw was just the episodic nature of its pilot, and it kind of worked for it too. So I think the fact that One Punch Man was kind of in a way flawless, and that the Shield did have some major dings on it, I couldn't I couldn't yeah. push the Shield past One Punch Man for that reason mostly. Yes, you know. The one one punch man's a great short story. It is. Because I mean you get the point. You don't really need more. Like the the story is this dude is bored as shit and the only reason he's a superhero is because he's so bored and he made one little mistake. He trained so hard that now he's so powerful that he beats everyone with one punch and now he's just as miserable as when he started his quest to be a superhero. And it's just irony on top of the irony and with the satire i mean it's just an excellent short story it really doesn't need a series it should it should have been a short film or something i think it works because it sure does work well because it's just self-contained that's also what's keeping out the flaws oh man your nostalgia boner pushed my name is earl yeah i'm uh, you know what i'm 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 gonna share something with you yeah i'm gonna share my list i made before okay go ahead okay Cause I, mm, do you notice goodness. anything about that list? Um, let's see. It's pretty close, except we pushed uh, my name's Earl back a few spots. Yep. You know, I I decided not to make a list. I wanted to react as the time came. Oh my goodness, it's interesting where you put the West Wing. Yeah, well, yeah, dude, the West Wing wasn't as strong as those other ones. I think the West Wing's highs were a bit higher than its lows necessarily cost it. You know, that's the thing. Like, the lows of Earl are what got it into the top three because they weren't glaring. They yeah. were pretty minor. And then the highs no, of Earl were there. Just like one, there. one Punch Man. Yeah. And then the thing is, the high... Because, like, if we wanted to do it even like um, a Venn diagram or, like, an XY axis, yeah. like, the highs of the Shield, in my opinion, were much higher than My Name is... Well, I don't know. The highs of the shield were higher than They're One Punch Man, you know. But the thing is, the lows of the shield were lower than One Punch Man. I think you can make an argument, I guess, depending on person, you know, like personal preference. But yes, 
I think that's fair. They're 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 up there. The Shield's highs are are up there. The the Shield just got kept out of the top spot because the interrogation scene just aged poorly. Not just that it's aged. I mean, dude, it was poorly done then, man. That's that that's cliche genre. Even it back is. then, it is. And we keep saying expedient storytelling. We can call it a little lazy storytelling too. I don't know, man. I think I think the highs of the West Wing. We'll we'll come back to it. We'll yeah. watch it as a yeah. we'll watch it as a trio, and we'll we'll come back to it, and we'll get there. And and um, listeners, we're not going to reveal Jimbo's preordained uh, list. I will say this, Jimbo. You pretty much did. You just said it. Somewhat. You can edit that down. Um, <laughs> I'll say this. I'm glad that I didn't uh, have my preordained list because, like, I was in my opinion. You may not believe me. I feel like I was a little more flexible. I kind of knew where I wanted some things to be, and I also wanted to, to talk with you about it. But I also had a very strong suspicion that you were going to try and push my name as Earl as the best pilot, and <laughs> it wasn't. So that was no, my only it, thing I knew coming wasn't. in. It wasn't. Well, no. it. Uh, I mean, it was for me. Mm-hmm. You know, nostalgia boners running wild. Yeah. Whereas, like, One Punch Man, there was absolutely no nostalgia um boner effects at all it was no. just a straight it, it was a lot more like this is just legit well the shield surprised me as well um i yeah, did not here. remember the shield pilot fondly i thought it was going to be one of those things where it's like ah i really liked it when i was younger and dumber and we kind of got into it with with some shield fans online we i uh, posted our our podcast on reddit on the shield group Dude, there's some people that got some serious love for uh, the Shield, and they're already requesting that that uh, we talk about more Shield. So if anyone's out there, there is a supply, or sorry, there is a demand for for Shield uh, analysis, and there's no supply. I know our friend Andres got really excited when I made that joke with with Mo. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry, dude, Andres. That was a super cock tease. I'm not sure if he's gonna keep listening. Well, Andres, Andres is my is my is my listener buddy because Andres oh, wants is? us to do Justified. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Okay. I love that show, and I would love for us to do that show. And I, ooh, just thinking about these future shows, man. We got what's our upcoming like couple of weeks? Because we got Friday Night Lights coming up. We got Rick and Morty. We got This Is Us. Firefly and Breaking. Firefly Bad. Firefly and Breaking Bad. So we got some strong heavyweight contenders. We, uh, I had an early criticism from someone who listened to the show, and they were like, you guys are listening to too many good pilots, or you're watching too many good shows, but it's going to make this part of our show interesting. I think maybe from now on, once every 10, uh, 10 pilots, we're going to go back into the list, and we're going to have to insert them where we find them and just go back and talk about My Name is Earl all over again. Well, check this out. I, I was going to run this by you. What if we add a new section to the show, Quest for the Best? Right after we hoist it, we place it in the list each week. I kind of like that. I'm interested in that idea too. It might it might make the shows long. You think so? I think it's pretty straightforward to place it. Most of them, like occasionally, we might have one you know that needs some hashing out that we can maybe save for a for a longer show. But I think a lot of them, we, we, we especially if we hoist it or it's a split decision. It's a good point. It's a very good point. And you know what? Let's let's put it to our listeners. You know, do you yeah. want do you want uh, ranking specials like this one, where we just talk for a long time about the shows that you may or may not have watched or listened to several weeks ago, or we can do like Jimbo says and just have a little quest for the best segment and see where they go. It will require Mo to watch more pilots, or she'll have to keep her mouth shut. You know, 
My goodness, this got so anti-mo. Am, am I up to five yet? A couple comments. Zero thinks we're picking on Mo too much. I think Zero's being a little overprotective. I think Mo can get out there oh, to throw sure. some elbows. You know, we don't we don't gotta we don't gotta give Mo that special treatment. Mo Mo comes out here and uh I've I've gotten feedback that uh, a lot of people have enjoyed the uh, Mo Jimbo interchanges. Nice. And I had feedback from the gentleman from Eagle Point High School that smacked the teacher in the ass with a newspaper. How'd or that a go? Yeah. Or, he he said our shield episode was an excellent episode, our best episode, and, and he gave me some excellent feedback. He even said I could have said who he was. I'm not going to, just just in case, because you know he did smack a teacher on the ass. That's not acceptable behavior. Oh, I thought you were going to tell us how that story ended and what happened with it. Maybe nothing, but yeah, tell him. That was it. Practically nothing. Yeah, ass slapper. If you want to come on the show and, and, and talk about it, it'd probably be fun. Yeah. Or if you want to leave us an iTunes review and have your little username yes. be ass slapper 3 we're fine with that too. He actually said he was going to leave us a review tonight. He wants Sopranos. Interesting. We uh we only the only other show we have scheduled is we will do a special Zach Braff ABC pilot about podcasting. We cannot pass on a pilot about yes. podcasting for the Pilots and Petards podcast. Yes. I think can we can we watch it that night, record that night, and post it the next morning, possibly? I'm down. Yeah, same here. I'm down. I have a feeling it might be bad. Oh, I'm expecting it to be bad. It, that's fine. It looks we could quite use, shitty. I think it's going to be better than Wonderfalls. I would put it around su- Supernatural Glee. Hey, yeah, let's 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 save it for our weekly uh, Quest for the Best segment. Yeah, definitely. Nice. Honest John told me that he was going to try and find the shittiest pilot ever for us to do, but then he decided it was way too much work. You know, he's going to have to waste weeks of his life just to find a shitty pilot. Honest John, if you mess with our emotions that way again, I, I know a certain hoister is going to punch you in the face because he doesn't like to put up with that <laughs> shit. He doesn't play. Yeah, dude. Right, right before we get on the bus, man. Don't mess with me. And Will, our faithful listener, Will, he said that Johnny, you know, he said Johnny was being a baby. He doesn't deserve any sympathy from you. Yeah, the Eagle Point Connection, man, they know all the truths of what's going on. You know, they, they, they appreciate, you know, they appreciate us translating the big words for them. And, you know, like they like they know the truth about the education and the kids and all that good stuff. Yeah, Zero, Zero accused me of making up words. So I don't I don't take Zero's <laughs> a lot of a lot of Zero's criticism. I'm taking with a grain of salt. I think Mo is going to be fine on her own. I think she's going to spread her podcasting wings. Yes. And uh, and I think I'm fine with my verbiage, which is a real word. She did not care about calling that Skrillet girl a bitch. Yeah, that was pretty funny. She wanted me to keep it in there. I even gave her a chance to, to get it out. Well, that was integral to the story that we were telling, so. Barely. I liked it. I don't think it was at all, actually. I thought it, was it, funny. it was funny. Yeah, I thought it, it was, was funny. funny. Yeah, dude, it was really funny. Way to go, Mo. There's there's a positive Mo comment. Oh yeah, dude, I I got plenty of positive Mo comments going on. Yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of Mo love. And you know what? Next time we do quest for the best, she'll be there. It is it is uh I mean I think we're just this is like shop talk right now which is fine it's yeah. some good shop talk <laughs> next shop talk. week listeners 
we are going to be getting back to our routine, our normal procedures, and it's going to be Friday Night Lights, requested by Dilly Dilly. Dilly Dilly, if you're out there, you're still listening, holla. We'd like to know who you are. Indeed, and there's a couple places where you can find us. Uh, if you want to follow along, see what we're watching, check out our Twitter feed. That's at Pilots and Petards. In addition, if you want to go on our Instagram, uh, Mo has gotten in charge of that, and we went over 100 followers. So way to go, Mo. Way to get out there and hoistle. So follow us on Instagram, uh, Pilots and Petards, the letter N. And if you would like to continue any of these conversations, I am going to make a new page for the quest for the best. And if you want to argue, I know zero, I know you're going to argue about at least one or two of these things. Go ahead, get on there, you know, try not to get too wasted. And I think, I think zero might make an argument that Dawson's Creek should be number one. Who knows what's going to come out of zero's fingers when he starts getting on the, you know, the keyboard. Oh, Tori most definitely thinks that Dawson's Creek's number one. Oh my gosh, Tori, come on. She, you Wikipedia the show. I know that's irrelevant to the pilot. Like we Exactly, it's irrelevant to the pilot, Jimbo. <laughs> Jimbo. My bad, Tori, but come on. Seriously, she, was, she obviously didn't watch One Punch Man with you. So this is a review of the Hoisters by Zero. Five stars. I really enjoy Pilots and Batards. I find your podcast very informing and humorous. The addition of Mo adds the aesthetic value to your podcast. Parentheses. You often refer to Mo as a person of color, but you never say what color she is. Maybe blue or green or a Muppet color. Blue and green are Muppet colors. Okay, back to the review. I am glad the Hoisters believe in gender equality, and I was wondering if Drewbert is using real words or making them up. It seems to me that you <laughs> cater to teen dramas, I mean kids in high school, that know more about life and sexual experiences than a 72-year-old man. Can you break away from your norm and review something with more contemporary issues like Border Town, a series on Netflix that's about immigration with both a liberal and conservative side? See what reaction you get, a bigger audience, and more comments. How much does advertising cost for 40-second commercials? Do you charge extra if the hoister do the commercial voiceover? And how can a hoister not hoist a show, but at the same time say they would not continue to watch the series? Much respect to Drewbert for watching Dawson's Creek, period. Signed, zero, parentheses, zero the number. So, that's a lot to parse there. Yeah, there is. There is a lot to unpack there. Yeah, maybe we should have waited for next week with Mo. Yeah, we should. We should. Mo, Mo can uh, finally identify to all our listeners what color she actually is. Oh, 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 oh let's talk to her first. Okay. Um, <laughs> maybe we won't discuss this one next week. Yeah. And listeners, in case you didn't notice, Zero's a 72-year-old man. Give you know, And if you didn't notice, he's usually super wasted. So give him a little sympathy. Um, Not a lot, just a little. Oh, Zero. Well, it's okay. It's, Actually, it's... I've, I have another Zero story for, you know, those of you that are just hanging around. Um, so Zero's been active on our website, and if you would like some good <laughs> entertainment, go to our Dawson Creek uh, blog post on the website, and you can uh, listen, or not listen, you can read me and Zero get into a politically correctness conversation. And um, I'll, I will say this, uh, Zero personally asked me to edit his comments because he's not you know all that great with grammar and he's usually look really wasted so i edited him and then he accuses me of of taking away his freedom of speech rights and so it's zero it's worth reading it's worth reading zero 
Uh, I did actually read that this afternoon. It is worth your time, hoisters. <laughs> you know, get on, get on there. Like it's making, it's making the uh, the website the hottest aspect. So take take that, Mo. You and your hundred Instagram followers. We we now have a an active website with an active messaging board with not one but two of my middle school students also active on that very same message board with the seventy two year old band, Jimbo, and uh, I'll get on there too. You know, let's make it let's make it a fun thing. Yeah, and and I said I'll I'll argue with you guys, and I'm a man of my word. Jimbo, what do you think? Good, huh? Yeah. Yeah. What What do you think? I think it says 59 minutes right now. Yeah, there's I, there's a couple spots where like we when we first started arguing about Earl. Yep. In X Men, we literally both I think repeated ourselves. We can't once or if not twice. We can edit that down. Yeah, I'll 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 edit that up. Oh. But overall, this this was a fairly smooth recording. The process went went well. Yeah, I I'm gonna kick myself. I believe X Men had a harder job and they accomplished that job than my name is Earl. Well, how about this? If if Mo watches both episodes, I will allow her to possibly adjust those. All right, that's fair. Do not edit this part out. I don't remember nope. it. It's on there. Yeah. That's the only thing that sticks in my craw. I think I was trying to put Wonder Years at the top just to see what you would say. Yeah, it doesn't deserve to be at the top, man. It's no. a good pilot, but... It's not better than The Shield. It's not better. I would say it's not better than anything that... I mean, it would have been higher if it was. Well, once we started to put it between those two, I started to be like, was Dawson's Creek awesome? Kind of was. It was problematic, too. I don't remember specifically Firefly. I've watched the whole series of Firefly maybe three times. I'm not sure exactly the pilot. It's going to be interesting to rewatch that. But This Is Us, and I know, and I know you're a This Is Us hater, but I think This Is Us could be competing for that number one pilot spot. Not a This Is Us hater. Just more like the novelty of the first episode of This Is Us wears off significantly when you find out that's the formula of the show. Because the, the that's fair, yeah. But I, yeah, you're right; that okay. won't affect the pilot, which is no. all we talk about. But and it's going to be a contender. I I would say I would oh. say that's on our list of uh, of upcoming episodes. That's the only one that I could say is going to predict is going to be a contender for the number one quest for the best. This is what I remember about Firefly: is that Firefly is a little bit similar to Buffy. It's a clunky pilot. Dang. That's unfortunate because it's a solid series. It's a very solid series. I don't remember the pilot being particularly strong. And now that I think about it, it's also a twofer. Similar to we watched two episodes of Buffy. Yeah, we're we're not going to do that anymore, man. You get you get one shot and one kill. Fair. But I would say this. If had we watched both episodes of X-Men the Animated Series, Night of the Sentinels Part 1 and 2, do you think that it would have hopped My Name is Earl? Mm, I don't. I don't, but, but I didn't watch them. It's fair. It might, any, have, it might have if, even heard it. If, if anyone that we should have watched both, it should have been that one. You did not need to watch part two of Buffy. It did it did nothing to make the show better or worse. It was just exactly more of the same. No, that was where my MVP was because that, that had that moment where she broke the glass and he was like, it's 4 a.m., you dumbass. Yeah, I thought that, sp- that part sucked. But uh, ah. so, so for you, it, mo- it would have been worse without it, part two, I guess. Yes, it would. Wow. Remember the freeze frame at the end of part one? Yeah, that was right. So was everything else in episode two from my from my memory. Nah, you hate Giles. Nothing. I didn't see a single thing to like about Giles. British. I didn't see a single thing to like about Giles. <laughs> All right, Jimbo. 
No, all right, listeners. Um, I'm not sure when I when the music's gonna appear, but if you haven't noticed by the music, the show is over. And if you love us as much as we love us, you should have been listening up until this point, because every day we hoistling Jimbo out. Every day we hoistling Drew out. Drop that bass.